when I step out, it's an event. Looking like I sold my tenth brick. Draft pick, bitch, this sick. Need a fingerprint, bitch, pretty thick. Call her Janet, show your nips chick. Super Bowl game with the click. We the rich click. Rock star lifestyle, like limp bitch get. Shout it from the south, and she Super Bowl thick. I'm the type of guy to fly you to the islands. I got the type of money, flood a bitch in diamonds. Hey y'all. Hey, hey. Yeah, happy New Year. Yes, honey. <laughs> yeah. That's what y'all. We made it to season three, episode yes. one. Yes. Season noodle thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm your host, Trey Gotti. And Lady Lee. And if you don't know, this is hashtag Let's Argue. Yes, Auntie. Yes. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm glad that it's 2020, hunty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, you got any big plans for the new year? Yes, honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a lot of things that I have planned for this new year. I'm not going to do the same crap that I did the last decade. I'm taking okay. a full steam ahead approach on certain things. And also, I'm just going to, you know, switch some things up because... It's just it just was not working out last decade. So well, you've been busy. <laughs> I mean, you you got some new things going on. You gonna tell the people about it? Um, I do have some new things going on. I'll probably tell the people about it when it's out. Why? But they gotta start following and support. Come on, you might as well. I mean, you know, I guess. Yes, y'all. Y'all gotta <laughs> follow her page. Go ahead, go ahead. Advertise the floor is oh, Lord. Okay, so um, I developed a patented and trademark garment yes. that's going to be used for um, hair and makeup use. It's called the Curly Cape, and you can find me on the Curly Cape underscore LLC on Instagram. So I'll be super excited to get that out and launched come February 2020. Mm-hmm. So everyone look out for that. This is going to be the first product of the product line. So um, hopefully you guys <laughs> like the first, you know, product and then we can keep it going. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. I've been working on this for about three months now. So um, mm-hmm. I'm ready to keep pushing. I'm excited about it. Like I listen, y'all, I, she's been keeping this a, a good secret. I've been trying to guess <laughs> at what this venture was for the longest time. And when I finally saw it, I was like, damn it, I, I I could have guessed that, but I didn't. So it, it's all good. I'm excited about it. I feel like it's brilliant. I, I'm definitely, I'm already planning on getting me, my sisters, and I don't know if my mom would need one, but she might. I don't know. I know my sister would use it. Both of them, maybe. But yeah, definitely going to grab me one because um, I've, I've been doing my hair myself these past couple of months and not enjoying it, but... <laughs> <sighs> like it's it's really a struggle and that's why when I initially went natural and I'm not gonna keep this all going but when I first went natural it was okay and then eventually I became tender-headed and it just became a headache so then I went to my homegirl Whitney and she maintains my hair but sometimes Whitney be booked and busy and so I gotta do it myself and that's where the problems start so I think this is going to be a great solution for me and I'm very happy for you and this new launch so y'all make sure y'all support Okay, that's oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Girl, yes, it's it's hard to kick off a brand. That's why I'm like, this is new year. You know, it's time to do something new. Everybody needs to venture out. So I think this is a nice, you know, jump for you. So that's good. 
Sounds like you're taking time for you and your brand. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what's going on with you, though? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. I do have I do have one quick story. So um my, so my husband brought me a car. I don't know if I told you he brought me a car. Well, you know he brought me a car um yeah. some months ago, right? Like two mm-hmm. less less than two months ago, believe it or not. And we had our company Christmas party, uh, which was amazing. But then after the Christmas party, we were like, well, where are we going to go next? So we went to this place called Painted Pen. Yes, I want to put them out there here in Atlanta. And, you know, me having this new car, I'm like, well, my car just can't be parking just anywhere. And if I'm in the city, I'm never parking it. Like, I always valet. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I valet. Child, why valet crash my car? <gasps> are you serious? Yes. They what the hell crashed. are they doing? <laughs> moving it i don't know i and then they did they crashed it um literally like 10 minutes after we gave them the key well technically there's no key but um we gave them the 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 fob basically and yeah they (sighs) yeah gave them the little card to my car what the world so okay so what's the process now what's going on with your insurance because i hope that they're going oh not my insurance oh no i i know that's what i'm saying like i hope that they're going after their liability insurance like your car insurance should be going after their liability insurance well i started so initially it was hard to get in touch with their insurance because basically so my car has cameras like all around it so we were able to see some of what happened and I let them know immediately, like, somebody need to give me your insurance information. I need the insurance of the valet company ASAP. And yeah. the thing is, it happened over the weekend. So this had to be, like, December 13th or something like that, like, that weekend. And so nobody, obviously, you can't reach nobody. So I had to wait till Monday. And finally, they responded. And it was just like, here, here's the insurance info. We're not even going to argue with you. So I went ahead and started that process. But their insurance, you know, commercial insurance is really hard to deal with. If it was like a private um, insurer, then okay. But commercial insurance is a headache because they do not want to pay. They got the backing to make sure they don't have to deal with you. So I was prepared to go through a headache, but I didn't expect the headache to last like a week and a half. So by the time they finally admitted fault, like over a week had gone by and my car was not in the shop until this past Monday. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, this past Monday. So... Yeah, it's there now. They've ordered the parts. They're working on it. And yeah, you know, it's just, <sighs> it's been a struggle. But they, I mean, and then they tried me. Talking about they're going to give me a, um, the, the rental company call talking about, well, the insurance company is going to give you a Nissan Altima. I was like, no, sir. What? what? <laughs> I was like, no, they <laughs> I was like, okay. oh, you tried it. I was like, that's not happening. No, no, no. Did you see what I was driving? Okay. So, you <laughs> I was need right. to know. I was like, I need you to understand. To... Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not happening. So, they swiftly upgraded me to luxury. So, I was like, all right, thank you very much. So, they gave me, they, they, they're compensating, but you know, it's, it's, it's different. I want my car back. Like, I miss, I miss my car. So, that pretty much tried to ruin my entire like Christmas break thing. I took the whole month of December off, y'all. I was prepared to be like ripping and running around the city, being, you know, drinking, going out, having fun. And I was I was stuck at home. Mm. I was stuck at home the entire time. I was so mad. I was so mad, but 
it's it's all right. She's getting fixed, so Coco Chanel would be back hopefully okay. before Excuse me. Okay. Hopefully before March, I have her back. I'm hoping it's like within the next couple of weeks, but who knows? It's it takes time. So just grateful to have a rental. And other than that, nothing else has happened. Like it's just that has literally been the highlight of the end of 2019. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it is what it is. I have my health. That's all I can ask for. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is. So let's see. There's uh plenty of things going on where other people may not be so, you know, lucky. So let's go ahead and move into our first press release of 2020. Press release. All right. So I'm going to try to start with some positive information and then we just going to go through and it's going to get gradually worse. So prepare yourselves. All right, so the first one, um, what, and some of this is going to be things that we just missed while we were gone. So y'all excuse us, all right? Um, first and foremost, Trump was impeached. Mm-hmm. And then he got us into a war. So I don't know how we're going to tackle this one. I'm not going to go into the details of what happened, when it happened, where it happened. Just know this is just, it's it's here. We're dealing with it, and we'll see what happens. So. Yeah, prayers for the troops still to have to deal with this because they're the ones on the front lines and thankfully we exactly. have to be there. So I'm I'm very uh, nervous about that for a lot of my friends who are somehow related to, you know, attached to the military in some way. So keeping all of them in our prayers lifted, of course. But yeah, so that's one. Let's see. Better positive news. Uh, Michelle Obama launches Instagram TV series about students navigating through their first year of college. Did you hear about mm-hmm. that? I did not. Okay, so on Tuesday, she announced the launch of a new series called A Year of First, which will follow four college students as they share the highs and lows of their first year of undergrad. The series will start later this month, January, and will conclude in June. Um, According to CNN, the new series is being produced in partnership with the media company Attention, which is ATTN, and it is also a part of the Obama's Reach Higher initiative, which is being led by our forever First Lady, Michelle Obama. Um, she released a statement saying by sharing their stories, they're helping others to see the ups and downs of the first year of college and knowing that it's something everyone goes through. And they're creating a supportive community for others facing similar challenges. She also spoke further about the show, saying that as a first-generation college student herself, she knows how intimidating it can be to try try to navigate through a new place and make new friends, all while trying to figure out who you are and who you want to be. That's why she's so excited about the Reach Higher um, team and teaming up with attention to show their stories of the first year college students. So I'm kind of interested in seeing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm first generation, um, you're first generation. But are you first generation? No. no, you're not first generation. But me and you were by ourselves our first year oh yeah so i mean it's uh, i mean we literally met each other on the first day literally right there so i mean i she's right it it's uh it's a scary situation when you're the first um or when you're just by yourself in a new city new place new experience so um i think this might be good this might be good for for the for the children yeah okay but she's always doing great things so i'm excited she's just amazing oh jeez amazing <laughs> so amazing so amazing amazing so amazing baby all right um okay <laughs> <laughs> you never heard that song before you know what did we just go all right no <laughs> <Jeez>. <sighs> one day all right 
So a group of black men started the Marathon Book Club inspired by Nipsey Hussle's love for reading. Mm. Yeah, so the Marathon Book Club was started by a group of black men in L.A. Um, shortly after Nipsey was gunned down in front of his clothing store. A 31-year-old from Wisconsin created a meme listing all of the books Nipsey had mentioned in interviews and songs, which, which expi- inspired him to create this book club, right? Um, this mm-hmm. guy's name is Rashad Drakeford. He's the founder of the book club and says that he started the meetings to give Black men a space to be heard um, how they need to be and be vulnerable enough to discuss manhood differently. He's, he's quoted saying, I'm not being heard in the way that I want to. Um, it's it's manhood used to be manhood used to be about how many women you could bag. It's okay to talk about issues, be vulnerable, and fail. That's the true essence of manhood. Manhood. Uh, the club reportedly has four chapters, and they meet monthly in Oakland, New York, Washington D.C., and Los Angeles. And they oh, seventy-four. Yes, okay. yes, girls, and it's seventy-four members. So shout out to him. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm actually I'm in a book club and I mean, just and it's all women, but it is like a nice, you know, way to fellowship and meet other people and um, just kind of relax and talk, you know, just chat. Are you are you a part of any book clubs? Um, No, I'm not. I'm I'm not. But I know that there are a couple of people at the volunteer program that I'm a part of that mm-hmm. have mentioned that they have things, you know, on our off Saturdays where we usually you know, or all from the program, obviously. But, um, but no, but my sister, actually, when I was home for the holidays, she had went to one and it made me think like, hmm, okay, you know, you out here doing your little advancement. <laughs> I could, you know, try to look into that because I remember you mentioning that you're a part of one as well, you know, with yeah. one of our mutual friends. So um, yeah. I think that that, that uh, might cool. be a little new situation. And I always thought of book clubs to be like, you know, the old lady thing. And maybe, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I am old, but um, I found it to be a whole lot more than what I initially thought it was. So if you guys aren't a part of one, maybe seek one out. You know, you don't have to be an avid reader. I'm lucky if I get through three books and most of the time I'm doing audiobook. I just, I can't. Reading just puts me to sleep now. I don't know what it is. It's huh. just, I, don't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm trying. I have physical books. I just can't get them. I have to keep switching. So um, you know what? Real quick, this is a side story. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't read the books that are located throughout my apartment, but <laughs> there was an article that said that, and this is for us people out there that are single, that when a man comes to your house, that's one of the things that he looks for. Really? Books in your apartment. Yeah. Mm. That was like, oh, where are my books at? You know, <laughs> but the books that I have you know, scattered, you know, I have read. <laughs> books do make great decor. I'm not going to lie. Uh, if if someone just really wanted to, what the kids say, cap. Um, <laughs> they, could just, <laughs> they could just buy some and leave it laying around their place. But they do make great decor. And I mean, I try, I actually, there's been instances where I've purchased physical hard copies of books and then turned around and bought the audiobook. Because mm. I just, I do like the way they look. I like having the book and knowing that I have it. It's almost like a collection. So it's almost like, you know, when CDs first started slowly phasing out. Yeah. Like you might have brought the CD to support, but you ended up just going to iTunes and downloading it. You know what I mean? That's how I see yeah. it. So. But, you know, it's so funny because, you know, back in the day when we 
used to listen to CDs and you had a whole wall of CDs. Girl, listen. <laughs> I just found my case of all my old CDs. That's what I'm about to say, too. The, the flip book yes. with the two. <laughs> <laughs> with the plastic. And I just, and actually me and my homegirl was talking about it because she was like, um, what did you do with all your CDs? I was like, girl, they sitting here in my closet. I'm, I'm too afraid to part with them. Like, what yeah. if? Like, what? I don't know. What am I supposed to do with them? Throw it away? Like, what? What? I got Beyonce's yeah. first album. Why I should I do that? Yeah, like, what? Am, are you? And Solange's. Are you re- really? Oh, no. These are priceless items. They're not going nowhere. I don't know. I can't play them for nothing. I don't know where to put them because I don't own a CD player. But, you know, you never. Well, you know, that now that you don't really require to listen to CDs anymore, the cars only have, you know how they used to have the six CD um, rotation? Now they only have one because nobody oh, listens yeah. to CDs anymore. Girl, I remember one year I got that for Christmas. I wanted like this super boom box with the speakers that separate from the center. <laughs> and I wanted the six discs uh, CD changer. Girl, mm-hmm. and when I got that for Christmas, my heart was so full. Mm, 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 mm. I was so happy. Oh. And it had the little two cassette players in the front. So you can, Child. you know. <laughs> Back in the days when I was not getting any more with some days, I really wish I was back in Oh, gosh. So, let's see. Moving on. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry reveals that he writes all the scripts for his projects himself. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you saw the video, uh, but he had one posted where he said, so, I don't know if you know this, but all shows on television have a writer's room. Most of the time, there are 10 people or 12 or whatever that write on these television shows. Well, I have no writer's room. Nobody writes any of my work. I write it all. Why am I telling you this? I write all of these scripts by myself in 2019. Or I wrote all these scripts by myself in 2019. Um, Work ethic. And he basically shows all the scripts from the shows he has out now. So like um, uh, The Oval, Sisters, Have and Have Nots, uh, Pain Something... House is it House of Pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they go on though. Yeah. Oh, then I don't know, but he, yeah, I guess I don't know if those are all nineteen, but that's what he said. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I guess that was his inspirational method to all of you guys about work ethic. But not a lot of people read it that way. Me, from one, was like, oh, now it all makes sense because it makes sense why the writing for each of these shows because I was really wondering like why are these shows like the writing is just so see this is why I said I don't like Medea because the concept is the same Medea's mm-hmm. there and you also have like this black woman who is going through a hard time and then she goes to church and then she you know gets good with the Lord and then she comes out meets a man and then everything is good it seems like that is the same plot in every single Tyler Perry Medea movie. Now, in terms of his different movies like Family That Praise and Alex Cross mm-hmm. and um, oh, I forgot about the Alex all, Cross one. Right. All the, and uh, Mr. Deeds, all the ones that are outside of Medea, like they're not as similar as the ones like the plot has with Medea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, he writes the movies by himself. I would hope he does okay. but he might i don't know i've never i've never thought to look to see who gets like writing credits on his movies Hmm. but now i feel like i should 
I'm, I am curious to see if he gets a team for that. If he doesn't at all, I would actually be very surprised. Well, not really. Like, on one hand, I kind of get it. You know, you started off wanting to be a screenwriter. And so you kind of built this entire train yourself. And if that's the one thing that kind of brings you back to that initial passion, then, I, you know, I get it. Then that's that's what you do. So you want to be the, the only writer because that's that's you. That's your job. That's what you want. But the writing style is very one-dimensional. You know, and a lot of it has potential. But it's just like, my God. Like, the sisters, have you watched that? You saw that, right? I saw the first episode, and then I really didn't want to watch anything else. (laughs) And not to say that it's a bad show, but I just felt like it just didn't keep me engaged because I feel like when you have shows like that, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to look at all different perspectives. And as a man who is middle-aged, meaning, you know, 40, 50, you know, pushing 60, I don't think that you're going to be able to touch the (laughs) African-American women crowd in their 30s, like, the the women that portray on the show because I feel like a lot of the things that he's shown we're reaching for stuff because of stuff that you maybe heard or your mm-hmm. family talks about it yeah. but I think it's important that you need to incorporate all things of the spectrum like yeah you can be the main writer but you need to also understand that people that are actually living it need to have a voice as well that's a good point very well said because he did say a lot of what he's put in that show in particular was because of things he's overheard and other discussions. And it's like, okay, that's, that's why, because even in a lot of the scenes where there's certain situations, it, one, it drags on for so long. It's like, y'all, we could have cut this scene down in half. Like it didn't, we didn't need all of this. Like <laughs> just get to what we are trying to do and keep it moving. Or he'll just keep a storyline going that doesn't really need to, it, it starts off as something that you can possibly relate to. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps it going to the point where it then becomes unrealistic. It's like, all right, most yeah. people would have just, this this is a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. So we would not have let it typically drag on that long. But right. he's writing it and obviously he isn't experiencing it. He's assuming based on what he's hearing, like, oh, this must be that. It's like, no, nah, this would have been over by now. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. Right. That's why I like the show Insecure because she has other people that can look at it from different perspectives. It's like, no, I don't think we should include that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. go ahead and throw that in. And it's relatable Mm -hmm. because you look at all different sides. Like, you know, you see Issa's side and you see, you know, um, what's his name? Ellis' side, Mm -hmm. the guy that plays the, you know, the the ex boyfriend or whatever. Like, you see everybody's different sides. So I I don't think with him. If Tyler Perry was right in Insecure, um, what's his name? When, no, he went through his whole, when he went through his whole phase, then yeah, Tyler Perry would have had that going on three seasons instead of just stopping <laughs> it. Like in the real world, people would have figured it out. Like Issa understood, like, okay, we're just gonna focus on this right now and then let that connect to what's happening. Where Tyler Perry just kind of just like he just keeps this shit going and then it becomes kind of crazy. Like, what is what is this? And then he would have had some kind of woman come in and save him and that, you know, or he um, the Prince Charming to someone else or someone lowers her standards to become his next one. Like, it's just, it it becomes very typical and I don't know. I'm still trying to hang on to the sisters. I finally gave up on the old one. I I really tried. I tried all the way until the daughter 
I guess was about to get raped, I was just like, this, this. Oh, see, I didn't even get that far. Girl, child. yeah, she snuck out the White House and went to go see her drug dealer boyfriend. Yeah, I saw that part. Yeah. <laughs> Where his cousin comes in. <laughs> see, this happens every time I talk about it. Like, the show is hilarious. I, so, I really thought that maybe this was like one of those satire shows, but based on what Tyler Perry posted, I see now that he's actually very serious. This is supposed to be something serious, and I wasn't taking it seriously. No, but this this is why we talk about the diversity in the workplace. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We need to understand other perspectives, okay? We can't just have one voice the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you're 100% correct. So let's hope that, you know, he, he hears the feedback and decides to make some some changes but we gonna move on i'm not about to tell a period y'all to death um (laughs) (laughs) all right so um prince harry and Meghan markle they're gonna move back to the states wait i thought they were moving to canada they're not going well actually is it canada i think it's hold on okay so after she posted um i guess they had a joint message on instagram i don't know why instagram is like why is social media the public relations of the world now. I don't get it, but either way. Um, After many months of reflection and internal discussions, we have chosen to make the transition this year and starting to carve out a progressive new role within the institution. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. It is with your encouragement, particularly over the last few years, that we feel prepared to make this adjustment. We now plan to balance our time between the United Kingdom and North America, continuing to honor our duty to the Queen, the Commonwealth, and our uh, patronages. Okay. I don't know, y'all. Excuse that one. This geographic balance. (laughs) I was like, are we doing patrons or what's happening? Okay, so the geographic balance would enable us to raise our son with an appreciation for the royal tradition in which he was born, while also providing our family, our family, with a space to focus on the next chapter, including the launch of our new charitable entity. We look forward to sharing the full details of the exciting um, next steps in due course as we continue to collaborate with Her Majesty the Queen, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Cambridge, and all the relevant parties. Till then, please accept our deepest thanks for your continued support. So it could be going to Canada. Yeah, I fully support it because yeah, girl, girl, it's girl. not like none of their kids or <laughs> Harry yeah. is going to be a king anyway. So At all. we might just go ahead and do what we want to do. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> let's just do this regular day of life. Like we ain't gotta, <laughs> we ain't gotta go through this. We really don't. Like, is it worth yeah. it? Mm, probably not. So, no. In fact, I know. Like, the- I can appreciate that he's. I, I think a part of it is because of all that she's experiencing over there. Like, even if y'all look, excuse me, y'all go yeah. back and look at this post and see the comments people left. Oh, I don't know what's going on over there in the UK, but them white folks are mad. They are mad. Yeah. They not feeling it. I feel like, you know, they feel like she's too common, mm-hmm. which is like the quote unquote, I guess, politically correct word to say you shouldn't have married a black woman. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, um, but I feel like also not even just that, but they feel like she has too much influence in the family because, you know, look at looking at Kate and comparing her to 
her. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, why can't you just fall in line? Like, it's too much rebellion going on. And I feel like, you know, the public just has so much to say about the fact that Megan has her own voice and is not willing to fall in line. But again, you know, it's not like any of his, like his family, meaning Harry, mm-hmm. his family, including his wife, the child, are going to touch the throne because of his brother and all of his children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then on top of that, before that we even get to his brother and their children, you still have the father. Yeah. That's the <laughs> so he don't like he gonna drop yet. So I don't know. Might be good to go for a while. So Yeah. No, you're right. I mean and if they mad at her for having too much influence, this is probably the best way to do it too. Like, okay, y'all wanna keep talking about me? Bitch, we moving. We just we just don't leave. <laughs> We just no, we ain't gotta be here. No, I hear what you're saying. I know this is we're supposed to stay here. No, okay, sell the house. We're going. Yep, we're gonna renovate this whole place right here, and then we're gonna leave it. That's how that's gonna work. We're Airbnb. Like she's just she's just gonna dip, which is great, and then leave everybody sick, just sick to their stomachs because they can't just fathom the fact that this woman just got her whole family up out of there. And just rolled out. Yep, pretty yeah. much. Like, mm, and then she was like, "And I'm not even gonna tell y'all where. I'm just gonna say the whole continent." pick pick a place (laughs) pick pick a place any place we're just gonna leave we don't even know yet but we getting the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) that's how you're supposed to do it go ahead and just yeah that's how you know you fed up so you know shout out to them new year new me I'm sure that's what she was thinking she's probably looking in the mirror like you know fuck it just go. Exactly. Just go. Just go. So kudos to them. I'm excited for them, whether it's in the States or Canada. Girl, I would say Canada if I was you. Um no. <laughs> like, don't come through. <laughs> it's not what you want. Trust me. It ain't, it ain't how you left it. It's a little different. You gotta wait. No. You gotta wait. Wait till like see what Obama advises. If he say <laughs> if he agrees with us, like, nah, just deal with Canada for a couple of years and then we'll let you know when we're ready. Mm-hmm. when it's safe to come back so yeah so we'll see we'll see where she lands but we know that she won't be in the uk all right let's see what else have we missed uh lonely love from the real um she expressed that she believed that many black men have trouble being faithful in relationships because slavery and broken homes mm. okay all right let's see the baby got arrested in miami then was released his charges in dallas were dropped all because he keeps fighting people in public. Lord. Yep. All right. Let's see. Lizzo quit Twitter because y'all keep trolling her. Y'all leave that girl alone. Trolling? Yes. Uh, and let's see. Uh, oh, the woman who inspired Hustlers is suing Jennifer Lopez because she feels like she didn't get paid enough. All right. Let's see. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So she didn't think she was fairly compensated for her story. So now she's saying um, they used her likeness without permission and she wants $40 million. Jeez, I mean, if you really see how the movie is set up, are y'all surprised? Like, the whole... <sighs> Did you see Hustlers? No, I, it's still on my list of things to do, child. It wasn't bad. It was actually pretty cool. I saw certain things that in there where I was like, mm, the costume designers did a pretty bad job in trying to 
match it to the to the time of when this movie took place. But it was pretty cool. The storyline overall was all right. Um, I mean, lessons to be learned. I'm not even gonna ruin it for you. I'm just gonna let you see it. But it's it's a bit it's a bit predictable, slightly. It's still a great story. Yeah. I don't know if she, you know, deserved to be nominated for whatever she was nominated for, but whatever. Oh, boy. Yeah. But either way, that's that. Uh, but you know what? The big news of 2020 so far, which is actually breaking news, R. Kelly's girlfriend has had enough. Wait, which one? Because I know, did you watch yes. the second part? I, okay. What, girl, yes. Yeah. So, as, Asriel Clary. Right. One so of, I know she's gone. Yes. So yeah. one of R. Kelly's living girl. Oh, so you didn't see the stuff from today though. No. Oh, so wait. 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 Joycelyn is gone. No, let me Joycelyn tell you. left. No. So what did you did you see anything today happen with this? No. Oh. The last thing of, oh. of, of that's dealing with that. That was no. like part two. No. That's all I saw. No, 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 no. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't see it. Sure, let me tell you. Okay, so listen. So Azriel Clary, one of R. Kelly's living girlfriends. She posted a cryptic tweet today saying, well, yeah, it was a tweet saying, today is a good day to go to jail. I know where the skeletons are buried. You want to play chess? Let's play for the entire world to see. So then she went live. All right. Now, this is where it got juicy. So she went live. And in the live, she's like, she's in clearly in their condo or hotel or whatever. They're in a condo. I think he stays in like the Trump Towers or something in Chicago, I think. So you see her in there. She's like moving boxes like, here, get his shit. I don't care. Get it. Get it. Whatever. He can take this too. And you hear Joycelyn, um, I think is how you actually say her. Is that right? You say her name? Yeah, yeah Joycelyn. So you hear her in the background going off and you hear some other people like mumbling or whatever. So they're going and then you see them arguing and they're going back, back and forth in this room in like the, the living area. And then it transitioned into a physical fight. Wait, Joycelyn and Ezreal? Yes. Phone oh. drops on the floor. They they throwing. They going at it. And you hear Joycelyn yelling. And girl, here's the part that really got me. She's yelling, you were sleeping with me as a minor. What? Yes. And she kept going. And you hear them fighting. And then um, um, Joycelyn, right before the fight, she's like, you're rude. Like, basically saying you got these uh, these men in, the, in Robert's crib. That's disrespectful. Like, you're rude. And Ezreal was like, they they here to protect me. I have I have the right to be here. They here to protect me. So afterwards, Azrael she's clearly upset. Like the girl's voice is shaking. She's mad. She's like, okay, see now y'all gonna get the whole story. And now she's saying she's telling people in the room to get Robert's shit and talking about um, R. Kelly saying that he's been lying to y'all. This is on the live now. She's like, he's been lying to y'all and all that, and has people like me lying for him. And that's why we never even watched the documentary had us sitting on Gail King looking crazy and just going off, right? So then she's like, I want to press charges. So the police show up. She's telling everything. She's like, listen, I was here. Some lady showed up here named Kimberly and she had a key. Joycelyn gave her a key to the place and I wouldn't let um, Kimberly in because I didn't know who she was. And I'm like, I don't know why you're here. You could be here to hurt me. So I'm not letting you in. Joycelyn comes up and she starts going off. And then she put hands on me. So that's her story to the police. And the police are like, well, do you want to press charges? She said, absolutely. Right now. Mm. Yes. So they started that process. And then, um, let's see. 
Yeah, so she's like, but at one point she actually breaks down. So you can tell it's been, it, it was a lot for her. And it kind of broke my heart because let me tell you, that was a whole lot to see. Um, I would, if you've seen like other footage of the, of the two of them out and about, they seem to have each other's back and they just go real hard for Robert Kelly. But in this case, you see Azrael is just kind of like, she's over it. She's over it. And the fact that she was yelling out, she kept yelling it multiple times that you were sleeping with me as a minor. And she even told police, she was like, and I told her you were sleeping with the minor and that minor was me. And the police are just kind of like, oh, okay. Like it's, it was a lot to take in. So now this is for the part that wasn't in the blog. So I have a few people I know who were telling me some other stuff and they were like, um, I guess if you go back to the statement where she says that she wasn't, they weren't allowed to watch the documentary. So Mm -hmm. somehow she was able to watch the second one or see it somehow. I don't know if it was a preview or what. She got a glimpse of it and that made her go back to see the first one as well. And that's where she was like, oh, and she finally, like everything finally hit her and she got back in touch with her parents, her family. They, Mm -hmm. she brought a house in Atlanta and I guess her family is going to be with her. And she's been in the process of moving out of R. Kelly's crib. So that's how all that stuff happened today. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's, it's a lot. So where's the money coming from? Because, I mean, you haven't been working this whole time that she was with him. So is he paying you and that's how you're able to buy the crib? Like, I have no idea. To, and then if that's the case, if you are using the money that he gave you to buy the crib, wouldn't that still be seized? Because it's with his money or his, like, estate? I have no idea. That's weird. I have no idea. Like, it's, girl. Yeah, you gotta go and watch the video. It's all over Instagram. I will sure enough go watch it because I finished watching that part two. So I'm gonna go watch the the rest of it. I need to go watch it because I didn't even know the part two came out. I knew it was coming, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I think I was just too depressed about my car. I done missed everything. So I'm gonna go back (laughs) and, um, like, right after we're done, I'm gonna go and look for on, what is it, Lifetime? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch that tonight. Um, get my popcorn and oh, watch. How long was it? Was it multiple parts like the first one? Yes, but this time instead of doing it like for one hour spurts, it's two hours Ooh, for three. Nights. Talk about a binge. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, y'all know what I will be. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, that um, all that happened today, and I think that is the end of press release. Woo, press release! Jesus, that was a long one. So I think we are all caught up. I'm sure there's some other things that have happened, but who cares? And this oh most gosh. exciting one is R. Kelly. Oh, and today's R. Kelly's birthday too. Uh, uh, well, this was actually a pretty good ending. I'm very happy for Ezra. She. If she's legit getting away, like what I'm hearing, and she's like, you know, finally saw the light, I'm very happy for her. And the fact that yeah. she was yelling that, that whole, I don't know why, but that, I know why. That whole line about, you know, sleeping with me as a minor, that one really got to me. That one really got to me because you got this whole other girl here who you just, I mean, you were forced to basically be like sister wives with this girl and you've been feeling some type of way of the fact that she took advantage of you as a child. Right. So you basically had to sit and live and be around your abuser this entire time and not do anything about it. 
Like that, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine. So I'm I'm glad that she's finally, you know, break every chain. <laughs> <laughs> getting away, y'all. She's getting away. So I'm happy for her and I can't wait till she sit down with Gail again. Girl, let it out. I want to know. Let it all out. So yeah, we'll see. All right. So let's move on into our let's argue. Mm-hmm. And today's topic is new year new you yes hunty basically what we're not gonna do in 2020 all right y'all it's mm-hmm. a new season it's time to start over we are in chapter um one of 12 chapters and i think it's important that you know we just identify not resolutions but just the things that you know we're gonna make sure we don't bring into this new book of ours okay hunty yes okay so i'm gonna go ahead and let you kick it off is there anything in particular that you don't think we need to bring into this new year? Yes. So I think that you should not care about negative thoughts that people have about you. Mm, I agree with that. Leave that back in 2019. Move on. Who cares about what they think? You do you, boo. Okay. I agree with that. And I feel like um I feel like a lot of 19 2019 was a lot of that i don't know where what it was but i i witnessed a lot of people making changes just off the strength of what other people thought mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really hoping in 2020 that we do away with that maybe it just comes with growth but yeah yeah i agree y'all but let's not let's not bring that in let's stay positive and focus on ourselves and doing what we want to do okay i have one um mm-hmm. i want men to seek therapy Come on. That's what I want. That's what I want them to bring in 2020 and leave the insecurities and the things that are bringing them down and those thoughts leaving the past, leaving in 2019. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to talk to somebody. I, what I've been learning, and this is actually in discussions, me and, me and Travis have had these discussions um, because a lot of his friends have just been, a lot of people we know in general, a lot of guys have just been going through it. Um, and it's just kind of like you start to see them not really break down but you can see the things that they've gone through become a bit more exposed in their lives now and then you gotta pause and like help them realize like yo you do realize this means you've been affected by some of the things that have happened to you like there's nothing wrong with identifying that and you know recognizing that's the case so yeah, for 2020, I want I want some of y'all men out there just embrace seeking therapy or just talking to someone, whether it's counsel, whether it's, you know, through some kind of spiritual advisor, somebody, just talk to somebody. That's that's what I want for y'all in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. So another one that I have is don't bring old habits, thoughts, ways of thinking, or even actions into the new year. So I think that kind of goes along with you know, everything with that we've been talking about. But even with that, mm-hmm. don't give up on your intentions for yourself. Ooh, so yes. when people think about all of those, you know, bad things where they're like, oh, I'm never going to do it. Or what if they don't do this for me? Or what if don't, but no one receives it? Like, don't give up on your own intentions for yourself. Mm, that's a good one. And actually, you know what? Along those same lines, I want women in particular to be selfish. You know what? That's one of my things for this year. Really? It is. That's good. It should be. It really should be. Like, I've been actually saying that to um, several people lately. And it's like, 
You know, there's nothing wrong with being selfish. And I know it seems so hard. And a lot of times it, a lot of us use it as insults to other people, but I promise y'all it is okay to be selfish and have expectations for how you expect to be treated for how you expect things to come to you or for wanting certain things for yourself that other people may feel like you don't need or don't want or whatever the case may be. It is okay to be selfish. And I feel like if more people were, they will realize that they, they control their own happiness. Like you, you do, you don't have to rely on other people to bring you the things that you're looking for, whether that be happiness, success, clarity, it doesn't have to be any of that. Just be selfish. Do what you want to do the way you want to do it. And don't feel bad for doing it. Be unapologetic. Yes, hunty. <laughs> because, no, seriously, because I feel like, you know, throughout my life, you know, I've always thought about the other person's feelings, thoughts, and things like that before I make a decision. And now I'm just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck that oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck people. Listen, one thing I I'm guarantee you, one thing a lot of my, my friends, I mean, obviously you, but everybody else who also knows me, they know I, I'm one thing I'm going to do is what I want. And yeah. if if it, I mean, granted, I don't do anything to put me in harm's way. I'm not trying, I'm not saying that, but yeah. I'm going to be completely selfish if it has to do with my happiness and my well-being and um, my ability to just live a stress-free life. I can't, I can't worry about everybody else. I can't put everybody's else's stress on me or make decisions based off of what other people feel like that doesn't make any sense and I feel like that applies to relationships as well I think a lot of people tend to enter into relationships and do things because they think that's the expectation of the person they're with or that what they're doing is going to receive a response because you know you treating somebody like a king or a queen so they should reciprocate that in a certain way no you can still be selfish in these relationships. Best believe, Mr. Reno, good and well, at the end of the day, I'm still going to focus on me. I'm in this marriage, but I'm still, I, I'm going to leave room for me. There's going to be a, a selfishness somewhere in there, a level of it, at least. Mm-hmm. There has to be. That's the only way you can, you have to stay sane and you have to protect yourself as well. So I think, I really hope that a lot of people do the same thing um, as you have and kind of put that on their list of things that they want to focus on for 2020. Yeah, it can it can only bring greatness. It really can. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and that was actually my next one. Um, but I think I'll add to it. I think everyone should be the healthiest version of themselves. And yes. That one is more so related to fads and diets. Okay. So, I feel like a lot of people have made changes based on what they see or what they think is in. Um, I have no problem with changing what I do. I cut out my carbs. I do what I need to do. That works for me. Um, I don't mind eating vegan. I don't do it every day. I'm from the South. So (laughs) that's that. But um, I've seen a lot of people kind of try and fail just because they were told to do it or someone else they know did it and told them they need to do it. Like, you got to be the healthiest version of you. There's nothing wrong with adopting different types of lifestyles and just doing it because it makes you feel good. But I I would always advise that, you know, you do certain things because it works. It works for you. So if you want to eat vegan on a Wednesday, eat vegan on a Wednesday. If you just want to stick the fish, stick the fish. Or if you want to go and have a piece of ribs, 
go ahead and do what you got to do. <laughs> but that don't, you know, don't judge other people for it and don't expect that you have to do things a certain way just because other people have, you know, shown that it works for them. That That's just not how it should be because you you won't be happy. You won't be happy. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people literally give their last dollar trying to live a certain lifestyle that they can't afford food-wise because they feel like that's what they have to do. It's not what you have to do. You still got to do what works for you. Amen, Joe. Yeah. Um, another one of mine that I had was don't allow other others, excuse me, to use you for their own personal gain. Mm, okay. All right. That sounds like a testimony. <laughs> I got a testimony. <laughs> That's what that I sounds like. Te- <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right. So do you feel like that happens a lot in 2019? Or you just um observe no i'm I'm just i'm just i was just thinking about things not necessarily stuff that i've been through but for the people out there where you know you may have people who do things only because they may get something out of it or Mm -hmm. things like that um i think that you know maybe we should just start reconsidering certain things now me i'm i am the type of person that is like, if I'm going to be on, we all getting on. So mm-hmm. like, I know that for people that I necessarily hang with is that's not always necessarily the case, but I feel like for those who have those not friends, but fans, mm-hmm. um, and in those toxic relationships where they don't agree with certain things, if it doesn't benefit them, I think that they should really reconsider, um, some of those things and, and look into that or, you know, maybe just cut those relationships off, period. Ooh, you know what? That is spot on. And I'll even add to that. Y'all, don't don't expect everyone to support you the way you think that they, w- they should. And yeah. It sounds harsh and it sounds like something that you shouldn't have to expect, but I promise you, if you do you'll be doing things for the wrong reasons and you'll be highly disappointed when you find out the ones who you truly expected to be there aren't for one reason or another, right? And I've seen it time and time again. I've actually even seen it this week and it really broke my heart because it's kind of like, damn, that's your day one and they doing you like that. But at the same time, the ones that this person didn't think were going to come through for them, we were the ones right there. You know what I mean? Like I'm the last person you you probably thought about and yet I'm the first one on the front lines for you. It, it mm-hmm. Sometimes the support comes where you don't realize it's going to come from. And so I always, I, I've learned this lesson with various things. Like I had that online store and most of my support came from folks I didn't even know. And even with this podcast, I mean, we get support from a lot of our friends. We've got some critical feedback from people who we thought were our friends and then the support that we didn't get came from people we weren't expecting it from you know what I mean like it's just eventually it took a while but we just had to suck it up and just be like you know what we got to appreciate the ones who stepped up that's all you can do so don't go don't I think while everyone is focusing on achieving their dreams and launching new things and and you know moving forward this year throw out the the idea that people who you are expecting to actually be there and, and and support you the way that you really really want them to or you think that they should don't don't go with that mindset that they will just be appreciative yeah. if they do if they show up they show up great but don't expect everybody to do it yeah i think that's where where the, the problem comes in when you have high expectations mm-hmm. for certain things 
So like I've I've grown to like okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have a high expectation for you know things like like that. Like when we were talking about the the podcast yeah. and and whatnot. But um, you know, of course, we appreciate y'all listening. Oh yes, we do. But I will say you. you <laughs> probably are the one that rubbed off on me when it comes to that way of thinking i think i wasn't expecting i tried i try to go in with like you know aim low (laughs) and just be surprised and that's what it was but i think you've kind of experienced it to where it's just like yeah i'm probably not even gonna get it so you don't even hype yourself up to prepare for that whereas it's not a bad thing obviously you want to believe people are going to support you but Sometimes they don't, and that's okay. But it, you kind of have to go through it a couple of times, and at least put the faith out there that you're allowing people to be involved if they want to, to be supportive if they want to, and that's where I think it really comes in, giving folks the opportunity to. So even if someone, um, who you are really expecting to to support, yeah, give them the opportunity to do that. Just don't set that expectation as though it's going to happen. So that way, if it doesn't, you're not surprised. And if it does, you're appreciative. I, mean, it's, yeah. I don't know if that's the best advice, but I feel like that's what's kind of worked for us as we kind of navigate all this stuff. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard lesson to learn, especially when you experience it, because you definitely will be let down by the people that you don't expect to be let down by. But, yeah. you know, it is, is what it is. People support in different ways. And I mean, I saw a comment today by someone I know who said just because she doesn't buy anything doesn't mean she's not supporting you. She might repost and, you know, shout you out in the video. And for her, you know, that, that still reaches people, which is true. People support in different ways and people do things in different ways. So you may not view it as the same thing. So it's just, you just got to take it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think one more thing that, um, I, don't want y'all to do in 2020 is ask Rihanna about this damn album again. Oh Lord. Can we just let it go? <laughs> I feel like we started last year off with the same thing. Like this, why, why are y'all expecting this out? It ain't no music coming. This girl's in the studio for her own ears. Like she is literally listening to her album for herself. She probably gave it to some family and was just like, Hey, y'all can, y'all can play this. She probably gave it to him on a cassette tape and was just like, good luck figure it out okay so y'all just let it go let it go just let it go i really hope that we can just let it go this year although i do expect that beyonce is going to give us something very soon yeah she may she's 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 doing something and i'm i feel like it's going to be around tax refund time so it might work out although i don't really get a refund but we still gonna figure it out oh lord hopefully (laughs) bonus time so i'm gonna pay off some of these credit cards because i'll be at the floor seats or whatever she at Oh, Lord. oh wait but ivy park is about to come out too so really i need to be prepared for that mm. mm-hmm. oh yeah shout out to blue heart ivy she just turned eight. Oh wow is it eight i think she just turned eight yeah she's grown before our eyes child <laughs> all right do um, you have any other ones yeah so the one thing that i wanted to say and i'm only saying this because my q4 was tremendously different i'm gonna say don't overthink why things are happening the way that they are trust the process yes yes amen i 100 percent agree with that i actually i probably had the biggest not the biggest lesson because you're right i know what you've gone through and i i think it takes a tough person to get through that and you pretty much come out shining on the other side sis 
Shining, 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 shining. Yeah. But I had, <laughs> I had a opportunity come to me, one that I've been wanting for a long, long, like literally y'all years. And this thing went literally to the final hours where I was like pretty much told it was happening. Like it was just, I was given the confirmation, everything was set. And I was, I was really excited. Like I was like, man, 20, 2020 is about to start off on the best note. I got to make these changes. Like I started actually putting things in motion to make the change. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing just fell through out the blue. Like I didn't know what was happening. It was just like, I, it's never happened to me before. Like usually when a good op- opportunity starts, I see it through to the end and it, it comes into fruition. Everything happens. And I'm like, yes, that's the blessing I was waiting on. And this one, the way it just stopped, like the way it just disappeared and it literally disappeared. Like it just, I don't know. I, I still don't know. And I was mm-hmm. so heartbroken. I was like, I don't know how, like I, who does this? Like, how does this happen? And I was kind of down about it. But then um, I got some other news about something else. And then I really started thinking about it. And I was like, man, this could possibly be God blocking me from something that he knows is about to happen. Like he, he's protecting yeah. me from something that I can't see because for something mm-hmm. to literally go to where you're planning, like things are in motion, it's active. And then it just stopped, like just stopped with no explanation, no nothing. Like there's no reasoning around it. There's nothing. And you can't, mm-hmm. there's no, you can't get any questions answered. Like no one can tell you anything. It's just gone. Right. I was like, they had, but it's gotta be nothing but God. It's gotta be somebody stepping in. Like he, he had to have stepped in to stop something, prevent something from happening that I can't see. So sometimes you're, you're right. Sometimes you just have to sit back and not question why you just got to believe that there's a purpose and that something else greater might be coming right around that corner. You're great. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yes. I'm glad yes, we ended with that one. That was good, y'all. I think that was, um, it was a short, let's argue, but you know, we had a whole lot to say in press release. So I think that worked, that works out. Right. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah. That is the end of let's argue. Let's argue. All right, y'all. So now we are going to jump into ask and argue. We have mm-hmm. a listener question for 2020, and it reads, yeah. Hey, ladies, I love the podcast. It is definitely in my lineup of shows to listen to for the week. Based on your couple of episodes about toxic relationships, I started thinking about my relationship with my husband. Let me give you some background. I have been married to my husband for seven years, but we have been together for a total of 19 years. Oh, wow. Wait. Yeah. Wow. Keep reading. Okay. <laughs> no, I was like, my math is wrong. No, it's right. No, okay, I've been married, that's it. I've been married to my husband for seven years, but we have been together for a total of 19 years. Long time, I know. We were high school sweethearts. I am 34 and he is 35. But here's my question. My husband has always been controlling to, to the point where I have to go to therapy to deal with his emotions. I have asked him to join me so that he could settle some of his issues, but he refuses, stating that therapy could make him weak. I also feel like I have lost myself and regret getting married without having the opportunity to be alone and learn myself. Long story short, I want a divorce because I cannot deal with it anymore. The arguments are getting more frequent. He has also threatened to hit and choke me at times. How would you ladies handle this situation? That's super crazy. That is super crazy. That is actually, wow. 
Yeah. Well, first and foremost, apologize that you're going through that with him, especially when you've been with him for so long, you wouldn't think that he would be experiencing or you would be experiencing that in your relationship. So um, super sorry that that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what else can you possibly do? It seems like you've already tried to make some initial steps to try to get things to work, Mm -hmm. you know, with the therapy. And if he's refusing and if your health and, and mental is in jeopardy, then I think that you already have, you know, something in mind in terms of trying to come up with a solution. Like you didn't mention if you have any kids, but if, if that's, what's keeping you with him, you know, there are still options to where you can (laughs) maintain a relationship between him and the children with allowing you to be sane and and keep the children's well-being um, intact as well. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that you should stay in a relationship where someone is threatening to hit you choke you or do all these things to you um where you're going to therapy like that's that's what hit me the most is that you're going to therapy to deal with him yeah like that should be your safe place right you know and the fact that you you're trying to get him to also go and he refuses i so i agree with you lise i think you're going to have to get out the situation however um I know it's much easier said than done. And although you're putting this in writing, I don't know how serious you are about actually leaving. And I only question it because you're asking us what we would do, although you've already said that you want a divorce. So it sounds like to me, you might be teetering on staying versus leaving. Now, I will say, if you feel like there's a part of you that kind of wants to see if you can help him, well, let me rephrase that because he grown um but if you do want to introduce him to therapy and find a way to get him to do it one thing i think a lot of people don't realize is that you don't have to go into the office to see a therapist they have apps now they have if your insurance will likely have a telemedicine where therapists are included so you can have a session with them um at any time when you need it when you want it so that way you can talk in the privacy of your own home you literally facetime them and you can sit there and have your session in the bathroom. Like, it just, it doesn't matter, right? And the therapists are just as good. They're people that, that you know, have in-person sessions as well, but they also make themselves available online. So you can try to tell him that and see if it makes a difference. Because um, it sounds like he just, he just doesn't believe in it. But maybe if you would kind of go down that path and explain it, it may. I know I've tried that with certain guys and... Um, even male friends, and they've actually taken heed to it. I, I find that that's the easiest way for them to try to try it out. You know, now him threatening to hit you and choke you sounds a bit more um, physical and potentially dangerous. Yes. So I would say, just off the strength of that, it's probably time to leave. If you're not happy, um, if you feel as though this is becoming a toxic relationship. And I'm not sure what your therapist is telling you, but if you, if some things, yes, you work on and you try to fix, but if this is very one-sided and now it's turning physical, then yeah, you, you need to protect yourself. Yes, I mean, protect yourself like, in 2020. Um, I, and I am also sorry that you're going through this. This, this sucks. That's a long time to be with someone and then watch things go down this path. Yeah. And it's a shame because again, you know, I, I just feel sad that, Obviously, when you're married, like that's supposed to be like someone that you can confide in and, and be your safe place. And if that's causing ruckus and disruption, 
you know, and if you're trying to make strides to make it work, then I, I don't know what else to do. Like I would, I hate saying divorce in anybody's marriage, regardless of mm-hmm. what they're going through. But if you've already taken the initial, the initial steps to try to make it work and it's just not working. And sometimes you just have to, you know, call it a day, throw mm-hmm. on the towel. Yeah. It sounds like um, if you guys are arguing that frequently and you're just not on the same page, if a third party can't help third party, meaning like therapy or counseling, then you you really have to make a decision for yourself. Like I said earlier, y'all, be selfish. Nothing wrong with it. Sometimes you have to for your own safety. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do hope that this works out for you and you figure out a path to get out of this safely um, and quickly. But please keep us posted on how this goes and and let us know um, what you decide to do. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be nice. If you can. Yeah. <sighs> Lay sigh. Okay, guys. Well, it's time for the story of the week. And it is a messy tale. It's not one of mine this time. So I'm super excited about that. So I'm glad that um, this person wrote in and, and gave us their story. So this one goes on to be called Nightmare Date. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so she, it reads and I, 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 yeah, I think this came from a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, so this had to be 2014. I was new to Atlanta looking for a life change. I had been in Jersey too long and had been burnt out from the New York city rat race. You know what? I kind of agree with this chick (laughs) just from that first couple of sentences. Like I, I'm coming up on six years. So I I agree with where she's coming from, but okay. So maybe she moved to Atlanta. No, I'm not. I don't agree with the new to Atlanta part, but the the burnt out. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. But um, upon arrival, I was excited, ready to recharge and just start over. Um, I was fresh off a breakup. And while I wasn't interested in dating, I was opposed. I wasn't opposed to a little fun. One of my girlfriends who was a professor at Clark invited me out for a Wednesday wind down. Oh, it was more like a Wednesday. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She invites me out to spin a well-known popular pizza spot on Peter Street. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, it's a, you know, nice little strip over there in Atlanta. The vibe was cool. The people was animated and the music was blaring through the speakers. My friend and I found a table, got a few drinks and ordered pizza and a hookah. As we are sitting there enjoying ourselves, I notice a fine chocolate man, yes, hunty, um, <laughs> looking in my direction. Not trying to come off thirsty or desperate, I ignored his stares and paid no mind to his noticeable, noticeable advances and casually continued enjoying my night. As it got around 1130, my friend and I decided we were going to head out, so we asked for the bill. One of the requests, upon the request, the waitress told us the gentleman on the other table paid our tab. Okay. Okay. (laughs) To show my gratitude, a mouth thank you, which I guess in Atlanta is an open invitation for a man to come over. (laughs) (laughs) He proceeded to motion his friends who had been sitting with him. They all came over to speak. They were nice, polite, well-mannered, and just chatted and continued to enjoy the music and vibe. As the night went on, the drinks and shots kept flowing. And next thing you know, I am in a full makeout session oh. with the, the tab paid guy. <laughs> when I tell you tongues down throats, oh I, my if I had tonsils, he would have reached them. Jeez Louise. What? 
So before things went totally left, because we ended up in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I said, listen, I have to go. He's like, please give me your number. Oh, you asked for my number after you didn't put me in the bathroom. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, give me your number. I have to see you again. We exchanged numbers. And that night he texts me and says, I need to see you. At first, I was apprehensive because... I was new to the city and didn't want anyone knowing where I lived. I ignored his text and the next morning responded with, I totally passed out. Yeah, I've done that before, Joe. <laughs> so <laughs> he asked me to lunch the next, the following day, and we went to Papa Do's. Hey, Papa okay. Do's. Going out of Papa um, Do's. <laughs> um, a scammer staple that I didn't know <laughs> what at the time doing lunch. We asked each other prof- what their profession was, and he said, <laughs> What? He said he had fixed credit. What? What? Red oh. flag. Anyone that tells you <laughs> they fixed credit, they are a damn scammer. But again, I didn't know. I just rolled with it, and days went by, and we spent more and more time together. Fucked, of course, and enjoyed each other's time and company. Going out, eating, drinking, partying, and we would run up a tab and he paid every time. Then came date night, quote unquote. <laughs> Conveniently, Mr. Bartab <laughs> lived around the corner from me when I was living in Marietta. We were having a dinner at Sundale or Sundial. Mm-hmm. A few days before, though, I received an alert from Experian saying that my data had been used and opened a credit card what no recognizing something was wrong i called and got information on what and you know what and when would that happened and advised them it was fraud to open up an investigation so date night comes around i get dressed all fly i called him told him i'm on the way he says he's hopping in the shower and that his door will be open so i get to his place the door was indeed open i hear him in the shower and as I walk to the bedroom, I see at least 50 credit cards sprawled out over his bed. I see that many of the credit cards have different names. And there was also a driver's license associated with some of the credit cards. Realizing that something was definitely fishy, I take a closer look and bitch, two other credit cards were at my name on Oh, hell no. I was shocked and snatched them up. How the fuck before I could even gather my thoughts, he was stepping out of the shower and I had to play it cool. He got dressed. We went to dinner. And when I tell you I ordered everything on the menu, I mean, (laughs) after dinner, we went back to his place. He assumed I was coming in, but I was getting the fuck up out of there. I was full and ready to go. I damn near tuck and roll out of his car. The car was barely parked. I hopped in my car and I dipped. I ended up calling the police to file a police report. But by the time they started their investigation, his number was changed. And so was his address. Come to find out, he never even gave me his real name. Shaking my fucking head. Oh Oh my God. God. That definitely tops all of my stories. Oh my God. I... (laughs) <laughs> i don't even know i just 
<laughs> well, thank you because I'm so glad. I I knew I wasn't the only one that was dealing with the bullshittiness. Okay. Oh, but that is crazy. God. He then scammed her, and then like that wasn't even his appointment <laughs> or his name. Oh my gosh. See, this is why I'm not moving to Atlanta. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, that pretty much killed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I have no rebuttal to that. That that's just damn. Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Whew. So and, and the funny thing is, I didn't read the story before it came in. So that was my natural reaction. <laughs> so that's crazy. Like that's just this is crazy. Oh my God. I was not expecting any of that. Me either. I was not expecting that. Girl, yes. that should be no damn nightmare date. That should be right. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Fraud. Right, right. That's what that one is. It should have been Mr. Fraud. <laughs> oh my God. That oh wow. All right. Thanks for that story. Yes. That's wow. All right. <laughs> Ciao. Lord have mercy. Let have mercy. Yes. So that's the end of story time. Yeah. That's you see, I didn't even forgot what the cue was. Because I couldn't believe it. Okay, so that's the end of story time, y'all. Okay. Um, but geez Louise. You know what? And I forgot to mention the other thing about the <laughs> about the ask and argue so make sure you join the mm-hmm. argument you know submit your topics on our instagram page at let's argue underscore the podcast and post your topic in the comment section or you can go in down in the dm us to keep your questions and your topics anonymous but again for the story um i'm pretty sure that everyone has stories to tell so make sure you send in them letters you know submit your message to tell what the fuck would definitely is is for that one yeah your fairy tales (laughs) send your stories at tl that let's argue podcast at gmail.com or you can make it easier Mm. by clicking the link on our instagram page and lord that's crazy (laughs) um i don't even know what to say um you got me speechless (laughs) like i was not expecting that wow all right um so yeah that yeah all right y'all that wraps up (laughs) (laughs) thank y'all for tuning in um please please rate this episode leave your feedback (laughs) on your favorite podcast platform yeah yeah and don't forget to follow us on instagram go to let's argue underscore the podcast for a preview of the next episode and don't forget to submit your questions and your topics and your stories please yes and one more thing to our favorite little man happy birthday happy birthday (laughs) yes your auntie's from a different country over here (laughs) saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so wish our little man a happy birthday um hope to talk to you soon all right y'all that's the end of that um don't get scammed <laughs> don't get scammed down these streets you Ooh. know and i thought i was scammed with the guy that slid the bill over but this is oh crazy. no this this one whoo like could you imagine walking in and seeing your cards and your license like your stuff sitting there 
that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, first of all, how did you get your information? So I just don't understand. Well, yeah, if you go to the bathroom. But no, but usually women take, we take our purses with us. Yeah, but if you too busy kissing and stuff, like, I don't know. I imagine, I don't know. I have so many questions. Damn, now I can't trust no fine niggas. (laughs) (laughs) And he paying the bill and everything. Like, now you gotta get somebody, (laughs) you know. Dang, that. Mm. Damn. All right. I'm just gonna let this, you know, simmer in my spirit for a little bit. Uh, (laughs) We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Yes. Bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs) I ain't never heard of no ish like that. Oh my gosh.